0: Hello, wherever you're listening to us, I hope you're staying safe and doing well. I'm Hari Arakali and this is today's Tech Briefing. In today's program.
1: So Wingman really is meant as a wingman for a sales teams. It basically is kind of your nerve center for everything that's happening around sales interaction, sales conversations. And it also has the context from, you know, which sales are closing, which deals are failing.
0: That's after these headlines. Tata Suns is acquiring about 63.1% stake in Bangalore-based telecom network gear maker Tejas Networks, Economic Times reports. The Tata Group has signed an agreement to acquire 43.35% of Tejas for 18.5 billion rupees that triggered an open offer by Tata Suns to acquire shares of the company from the public, according to ET. The acquisition strengthens the Tata Group's standing at a time when 5G wireless networks are rolling out around the world. Tejas Networks sees a very large opportunity in the telecom op sector both in India and global markets with the new cycle of investments in 5G and fibre-based broadband rollouts, the company said in a statement to the stock exchanges in Mumbai. Tejas Networks will use the money to invest in acquisitions, research and development, sales and marketing, people infrastructure and to enhance its manufacturing and operational capabilities to cater to this large market opportunity and for other general corporate purposes," the company said. Microsoft has finalized the strategic investment of an undisclosed amount in soft-bank-backed OYO hotels and homes, valuing the hospitality company at around $9 billion, Economic Times reports. Microsoft's investment comes a fortnight after Oyo raised $660 million in debt funding from global institutional investors. The round was oversubscribed 1.7 times, according to ET. China's CATL has become the first major automotive battery maker to unveil a sodium-ion battery, saying it planned to set up a supply chain for the new technology in 2023, Reuters reports. As electric vehicles become increasingly popular, demand for critical battery ingredients, particularly cobalt, has spiked. That has spurred car and battery makers to seek alternatives to the current three main technologies – Nickel-Cobalt Aluminum, Nickel-Cobalt Manganese and Lithium-Ion-Phosphate batteries. The sodium-ion batteries do not contain Lithium, Cobalt or Nickel and CATL did not disclose cost details of the new batteries according to the Reuters report. CATL, China's top car battery maker with a market value of almost 200 billion, also unveiled a battery pack that integrates sodium ion and lithium ion batteries. PayPal's plan to morph itself into a super app that would turn it into something like China's WeChat or India's Paytm has been given a go-ahead for launch, TechCrunch reports. PayPal CEO Dan Schulman told investors during this week's second quarter earnings call that the initial version of its new consumer digital wallet app is now code complete and the company is preparing to slowly ramp up. Over the next several months, PayPal expects to have the app up and running in the US with new payment services, financial services, commerce and shopping tools added every quarter, according to TechCrunch. Inmarsat, Britain's largest satellite operator by revenue, has unveiled plans for Orchestra, a communications network that will combine the company's existing geosynchronous satellites with low-Earth-orbit satellites to be launched and terrestrial 5G networks. The company expects to launch between 150 and 175 low-Earth-orbit satellites and has earmarked an initial investment of $100 million over the next five years. Sophisticated software product companies are on the rise in India, developing all manner of business management software. One of the reasons is that people with decades of experience working at some of the world's best known software companies are stepping out to start their own ventures. And today there are many VC firms ready to back them. I spoke to Shruti Kapoor, co-founder and CEO of one such startup called Wingman which makes an artificial intelligence-based bot to help salespeople close more deals faster. Shruti and her co-founders released the first commercial version of Wingman about two years ago, and they have several customers in the US. Remote working due to the COVID pandemic has made Wingman even more relevant. Here's more from our conversation. Uh, Shruti, uh, welcome to this podcast. Uh, Thank you for making time for this. Uh, Of course, I had a chance to uh, talk to you uh, last year, and I know a little bit about uh, uh, Wingman uh, and how it uh, helps uh, folks in the sales and marketing uh, teams uh, get better results and so on with your AI-driven technology. Uh, But for people who are not familiar with uh, your work, uh, maybe you could talk a little bit about the idea that uh, eventually became Wingman, and then I'll have some follow-on questions. Sure, Uh,
1: glad to be speaking with you, Hari. Um, Yeah, so Wingman really is meant as a Wingman for uh, sales teams. Uh, What Wingman does is it goes in, uh, records all of the sales meetings and conversations. Uh, It also looks at uh, all of the customer interactions that happen over email, um, and it looks at the data in the CRM. So it basically is kind of your nerve center for everything that's happening around uh, sales interactions, sales conversations. And it also has the context from uh, which sales are closing, which deals are failing. Um, And uh, when I started looking at this space, it was primarily coming from a personal pain point that I uh, felt as a sales manager. Uh, My pain point was that you you had people in the team who were doing really well, um, and you had people who were maybe struggling a little bit. Uh, But just looking at the numbers in terms of the meetings they were having having, uh, wasn't giving us the full story. Um, so that's when I started thinking about, you know, where can I actually find intelligence on what segregates a good salesperson from somebody who's, uh, you know, looking to get better. Um, and yeah, uh, that's that's how uh, Wingman came about.
0: Hmm. Uh, so tell us a bit about uh, the main product uh, that you have today in the market. Sure. So
1: uh, the Wingman uh, product, uh, you know, it's, really meant for uh, B2B uh, companies who are uh, selling to other businesses. And uh, what the product does is it takes in all of this interaction, right, Uh, calls and emails. It uh, transcribes the calls, and then it analyzes uh, those calls. Um, What that allows people to do is understand, you know, what are some of the early indicators for winning a deal, for losing a deal. Uh, so there are basically lots of dashboards. Uh, there are ways for people to kind of quickly uh, uh, evaluate and run through calls. Um, and then there is a real-time aspect to it where uh, as a salesperson is speaking to a customer, it can give them prompts on what they could be speaking differently, what they could be doing better on the call. Um, so, yeah, the way we think about this is, uh, you know, what can we do as a woman to help improve the sales process Uh, at each step, whether that is before a call, during a customer conversation, or just after a conversation to help people with better follow-ups, and for a manager to be able to coach their team, uh, and uh, to be able to understand during, you know, what managers do typically is deal pipeline reviews, uh, to be able to kind of make those reviews much more accurate uh, and much richer uh, with additional context from all of the interactions.
0: Mm. Uh, tell us uh, what you started with. Uh, I think you commercialized your product uh, a bit over two years ago. If I remember what you said last time correctly, uh, what what did you start with, and today what is it capable of? Yeah,
1: so when we started with the product, it was
0: really um, you
1: know kind of meant as a repository of calls, right? So we were just uh, you know aligning people to be able to plug in their call recordings from maybe dialers or video meetings, transcribing them and making them searchable. Uh, And we were giving some analytics on top of it. Uh, From there, what we have moved on to is for this to become much more of a coaching and pipeline review companion. Um, and what that means is that, you know, right now we have like the real time feedback aspect. So, right now, for example, the bot is telling me that I've been speaking for too long and, you know, maybe I need to pause, ask a question. Uh, it can also give alerts like, hey, you've been speaking, you're speaking too fast. Why don't you slow down? So, uh, all of those things which are helping close the feedback loop uh, are things that we added on. And the second thing that we added on was uh, looking at email data to get more intelligence. Uh, around uh, so that we can build kind of the whole picture around an account, right? So in a B2B context, right, like very often, a sale might take anywhere between a month to a year. Uh, And having the full picture during that journey is really important uh, for people to be able to close it effectively, manage it effectively. Uh, And that's kind of where we've moved to uh, because we realized that at the end of the day, salespeople and their managers all get measured on the revenue that they're able to bring in.
0: Hmm. You mentioned a bot. Uh, Explain the technology behind uh, Wingman. What is at the core uh, of what Wingman does?
1: Sure, so uh, I think from a tech standpoint, there are a few things. So the first thing that we do is uh, to seamlessly get access to all of these uh, Zoom meetings and Google Meets, et cetera, that are happening. Uh, we actually plug into the calendar and then the bot is constantly kind of, you know, reading the calendar to see when a salesperson has an upcoming meeting. Uh, And once it detects that there's a meeting coming up, it actually goes and joins the meeting as one more participant on the meeting, right? And that means that it has, uh, you know, one is you don't have to fiddle around with any recording settings. You don't have to remember to... Uh, actually turn on recording, uh, it automatically joins every call and it has access to that recording. Uh, And also it has access to the audio and video uh, during the call itself, which allows it to give the cues. Um, So building that infrastructure for the bot to be able to navigate through all these different systems is one part of the technology. Um, The second part, uh, of course, is in deriving intelligence from uh, these underlying uh, transcripts, right? So uh, these calls then get transcribed, and uh, we are able to understand not just based on keywords, but uh, overall through the AI. You know what is the next step? What is considered a question? Uh, what is a good question from a sales context, which is a question that has, you know, like it's like an open-ended question. Uh, so those are the things that you know we've developed the AI to uh, be able to do. Um, and then uh, thirdly, uh, being able to kind of derive correlations and patterns. Uh, between what we see is happening in the conversation and what we see is the outcome for the deal, right? So we are able to tell that, hey, these are some of the strong signals for a deal failing. Um, And that's more uh, kind of just being able to interpret uh, the transcripts at a higher level and correlating that with data from the CRM. Um, And then from the email uh, analytics piece, um, you know, there are many things that we can do there as well one of the things that we do there is uh, to understand who people are speaking with, uh, because emails actually, you know, just even in the signature and the header have a ton of uh, valuable information. Um, so through the signature, we know what are the titles of the different people. Uh, we can use that to then help people decide is this deal, you know, uh, are we speaking to the right people in the deal? Are these the actual decision makers, etc.? cetera?
0: Hmm. Uh, give us a couple of examples of... Uh... Uh, some of your best customers, uh, how they're using Wingman?
1: Sure. Yeah, so we have customers. Um, you know, of course, we we focus a lot on the uh, North America market. Um, so we have customers like uh, Vendasta, Chargebee, um, and in these cases, so, so these are kind of you know typically B two B SaaS companies, um, and. Uh, The way they're using it, you know, like one of these companies started using us uh, because there was a lot of transition that happens for a customer, right? And they wanted to make sure that that transition is smooth. And uh, you know, there there are things that they are learning from that customer journey. So, you know, you uh, you have like a specialist position today uh, who deals with the customer when they come in, and then you have like what they call account executives or deal closers, and then you might have like you know. Salespeople, product specialists, all of whom need to interact with the customer and the customer often begins to feel that they're a ball being tossed around um, and the platform kind of unifies that uh, customer journey. Um, the, the other kind of use case uh, really is for people to be able to coach better. So one of our customers uh, you know, brought us in because they realized that they were getting a lot of leads but they were not converting as many as uh, they wanted to. And through that process, they realized that you know what the, uh, reps were doing a really poor job of doing was building trust with the customer. So they were actually able to use the platform to do a coaching cycle, do a better feedback loop, uh, and you know they were able to double the conversion rate in just a matter of three months. Um, so it it's kind of um, you know I would say for three different things people use us. One is definitely for improving deal conversion rates. Uh, two is for having a better customer. Uh, experience and journey. Uh, three uh, is for uh, ramping up salespeople much quicker because it can take up to three months to six months to ramp up a new salesperson. Um, and that's because it's so hard to expose them to all of the different situations that they might have to deal with. Um, so those are kind of uh, some of the big uh, you know, reasons when people come to the platform. Mm. Uh,
0: so deal conversions and the time it takes to ramp up uh, sales folks, uh, so, can you talk about uh, some of the measurable ways in which you have seen your customers benefit, and uh, how how would you quantify these benefits? Sure.
1: So, deal conversion rates, uh, you know, are things that uh, people measure pretty closely, uh, right? Because that is part of their uh, sales funnel, right? So, people look at deal conversion rates from you know, general uh, qualified lead comes in uh, to a Deal opportunity or a deal being created in the CRM uh, and the deal being won or lost, right? So they have a baseline number, and the ratio that they look at typically is uh, deals won, uh, right, divided by uh, the number of uh, demos that they did or the number of opportunities that they created. Um, so what we typically see is that the way sales managers look at this metric is uh, they look at the metric for their top performers. And they look at the same metric for their bottom performers and very often the difference can be you know somewhere between three to five x right and we are very easily able to move people uh from you know who are doing x uh, right uh, uh to somewhere between like you know around 2x or uh move people who are doing maybe 2x to uh 3x right so that is kind of the difference that we uh see all uh, right and so on average that lands up being like a 30 uh 40 percent
0: improvement in the deal close rate. Hmm. Uh, since you talked about uh, AI and uh, machine learning, uh, uh, and also I, you mentioned uh, uh, coaching. Uh, so in the coming uh, months and say, over the next year to 18 months, uh, what are some of the uh, capabilities or features that you're working uh, to add uh, to Wingman? I mean, to me as a layperson, I was just thinking that uh, maybe there is a way that... Uh, when whenever somebody comes and enters a new lead or something, I mean, I do not presume to understand how the sales process works, but I would imagine it would start with someone uh, uh, logging a new lead, and maybe uh, some an AI like wingman could uh, uh, help them uh, learn everything that they need to uh, to make to close that deal. I mean, so in that context, what kind of features are you working on?
1: Yeah, that's uh, you know I think uh, we all kind of struggle with deciding what is uh, the feature that will move the needle the most uh, for the customers. Um, for us, one of the uh, features that we've realized can add a lot of value is just helping sales reps do better follow-ups, uh, right? And so a um, common complaint from managers is that uh, you know when I review the deals, I realize that sometimes the rep just forgot to send the follow-up email. Uh, right, And they did not uh, check in with the customer and therefore they lost the deal or they did not create that urgency. And so uh, one of the things that the AI uh, that we are building uh, can help them do is understand what were the next steps that were discussed and then nudge them to actually follow up on those next steps because we understand the next steps from uh, you know the email or the uh, you know phone conversation. Uh, and then we can tell them, hey, you mentioned that you will send them an email with this. Uh, you know, is this done? And we can kind of help close the loop. So that's uh, one part of the AI that we are building, which is uh, helping, you know, just run a tighter sales process and better follow-ups. The second part of uh, the thing that people struggle with is, Doing a good good call preparation. And so that pre call preparation is another uh, aspect that we are working on. Where, you know, before I get on a call with you, can I tell you uh, what are the previous interactions that I've had with Hari and maybe also bring in data from, you know, public sources? Where, you know, was there, uh, you know, did Hari recently get a promotion? Did something else happen with the company that I should be aware of going into the meeting?
0: Uh, if you take a step back and look at your industry uh, from a software development software product uh, development perspective uh, what are some of the biggest trends that you have come across in the way that uh, you know software product companies are building AI into their products
1: I think uh, the trends that we are seeing today is um, you know software companies have moved towards, Uh, trying to build AI that can support and help humans do their jobs much more efficiently. Uh, And I think that's part of the kind of the maturity uh, curve where we are at, right? Um, I think a few years back, we saw instances where, uh, you know, people had lots of ambitious projects uh, and there was a lot of, um, you know, in some sense, panic and fear and anxiety around, you know, AI, uh, you know, replacing humans. Um, But I think in a lot of the high-skill jobs, uh, what we see is uh, AI is now being developed more to augment uh, the skills of uh, the people uh, rather than as a replacement, because people have learned the hard way uh, that, you know, the AI capabilities are still limited. And if you try to replace it, you know, you get outcomes like the robocallers that we all get bombarded with, uh, which I'm pretty sure do nothing uh, for any of the companies that, uh, you know pr- kind of bombard you with calls um, and uh, so even with like uh, recently one of the most exciting things that happened overall in AI was like launch of gpt3 models um, you know what they allow people to do is they can automatically write text so uh, one of the demos of this that i've seen is you know you can give it a topic you can give it a feed of some of the previous uh, twitter posts that you have written and it can even write a new post for you all right so Um, But, you know, while some of those things are great for demo purposes, uh, overall, uh, what we see is much more of a balanced approach, uh, where we see that being used to enable people rather than uh, being used to replace uh, people on their job.
0: Mm. Uh, I recall last time we spoke, uh, you said one of the reasons that, you know, high-tech software products Uh, are coming up in India, especially on the B2B side of uh, uh, the scene, is that people like you uh, and your uh, co-founders, Murli Dharan, uh, Shrikar, folks like these are coming out uh, with decades of experience in some of the biggest tech companies in the world and they're starting uh, their own companies, etc. Tell us a bit about how you're seeing this part of the ecosystem evolve in India. Yeah, so I think
1: it's, it's a uh, trend that I've been seeing across, uh, which is a lot more, uh, you know, founders who have experience, who worked in tech in, uh, you know, some of the best tech companies um, in the U.S. moving back to India uh, to do this, uh, the startups. Uh, I think uh, from the time we spoke to now, I think the other thing that has gotten added to uh, that trend and to that talent pool is companies going fully remote and uh, even companies in India looking to hire tech talent from outside of India, right? So uh, it is no longer unusual for companies in India to be working with say, tech talent in Eastern Europe or Vietnam uh, or Pakistan, uh, you know, places like that. Uh, because, you know, one is of course, people are realizing that uh, while there is, uh, you know, there is a limited pool of, of very good high experience talent, Uh, as these companies are growing, as the funding has increased, as the aspirations have grown, uh, the talent pool is not able to kind of meet the demand uh, that exists. And uh, for some of the specialist kind of positions, uh, you know, you don't have enough of a talent pool, unfortunately. Um, So we're kind of seeing, uh, you know, some interesting trends. One was kind of in the reverse brain drain uh, uh, stuff, but now uh, even in terms of outsourcing of tech, which uh, I think is... uh, uh, somewhat surprising, and I don't think people would have predicted that uh, even a couple of years back.
0: Any uh, any roles or any uh, specializations that come I in top of your mind, recall anything that comes to your mind uh, where people have now started recruiting from Eastern Europe and so on?
1: Um, so, I think it's uh, so one is I think design talent uh, right in India uh, from a US UI perspective sometimes. Uh, tends to be limited, uh, right? and uh, that's that's one space where we definitely see uh, work. Uh, the second space that you know we've uh, seen companies work with even uh, talent in you know Russia, Eastern Europe, et etc is um, on the uh, NLP uh, uh, side of things uh, within AI. Hmm. Hmm.
0: Coming back to uh, Wingman, uh, what are your next big steps or plans? For
1: us? Uh, the next six steps really are, uh, you know, uh, making uh, making a tool that can, uh, you know, in some ways double the effectiveness of uh, sales reps. And uh, the immediate things that we are looking to do, like I said, is, uh, you know, I, I don't think there's any uh, platform that has existed that can truly be like a personal assistant to uh, a salesperson uh, while providing, uh, you know, higher level insights to their managers so that they can kind of gel the fact that i know what's wrong to gelling it with what do how do i improve it all right so those two things have existed very separately and that's been kind of the breaking point um and for us uh, really uh, you know it's, it's amazing how um, kind of nascent the market here is and uh, how you know very few companies have actually dabbled with technology like this uh for using it for their own sales team so uh, I think this is just a huge opportunity and what we are looking to do is to uh, go out there and, you know, in some sense, uh, get as many of uh, those people and help as many of those companies as possible while we continue to, uh, you know, strengthen uh, the different parts of the tech that we can uh, do to improve uh, that effectiveness and
0: uh, action piece. Excellent. Uh, very interesting uh, conversation, uh, Shruti. Uh, thank you so much again for making time uh, and I hope to keep the conversation going. That was Shruti Kapoor. That's it for this briefing. You can find all our podcasts at ForbesIndia.com and on your favorite podcast apps. I'm Hari Arakli. Thank you for listening.